It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Hey, good afternoon, Fred. And joining us from the Phoenix New Times is news editor Ray Stern. Thanks for joining us, Ray. You bet. Thanks for having me. Ray, so nice to have you from the place. Well, the ground Ray, you... zero, one of the ground zeros for autonomous vehicle testing. Absolutely. Scary. You are uh, the only place. Go ahead. Well, you've been following and covering the aftermath of the Uber crash March 18th, 2018, that killed Elaine Herzberg. Uh, the safety driver employed by Uber, Rafaela Vasquez, has been charged with negligent homicide. She's pleaded not guilty and is awaiting trial. Her attorneys are seeking to send the case back to a grand jury. And you've written a recent piece headlined, was the backup driver in an Uber autonomous car crash wrongfully charged? Give us some of the details of, of what's going on, Ray. You bet. Um, well, this is a attempt by the defense to um, uh, obviously make the uh, minimize the uh, potential culpability culpability of their client, but but really what the uh, motion does in its eighty something pages is steer try to steer the conversation back to Uber's responsibility um, and also um, the grand or the uh, prosecutor's presentation to the grand jury. Um, they're saying was was uh, was not appropriate um, because they left out all of the uh, responsibility that that Uber had. Um, and they left out uh, things like the uh, the government, uh, the uh, NTSB report, where uh, yes, the the uh, backup driver was um, named as sort of the the main cause of the crash. But as part of their report, they also went into great detail about Uber's responsibility, as well as the state's responsibility, and, and our governor for inviting uh, Uber down here with fewer. Uh, restrictions than some other states and fewer oversights, um, and so so they uh, the the lawyers for for uh, Rafaela Vasquez have, have made this uh, you know appeal to to the courts to say um, this cha- this case hasn't even been charged correctly, so it needs to go back to the grand jury. This information needs to uh, be heard by the grand jury, and then let them decide whether uh, uh, Rafaela uh, should actually be charged with negligent homicide. And the statuses were waiting for a ruling on that motion? Right. It's going to be a while, though. Um, the response to the motion by the uh, Maricopa County Attorney's Office, which is the prosecution agency, hasn't yet been filed uh, that I know of anyway. I haven't checked today, um, but, um, but it hasn't uh, as of recently. And that is going to take a little bit of time, or, or it, it, it's natural that it would take time because it was like an 80-plus page motion which was not typical uh, for, for this grand jury remand ask. And so, um, so the county attorney's office has to reply to that. And then, um, then there might be a, um, I believe there'll be an oral hearing about the arguments and then the judge will make a decision on that. And, and then, it, then it could be sent back to the grand jury. That doesn't mean the case will be over at that point. Uh, there, there still could be a charge that could come out of that. So, so the grand jury, according to uh, her attorneys, was not told all of the technical information about what Uber did or did not do with the, with this vehicle. They weren't uh, 
that's right. That's that's what the attorneys are arguing is that that they were not told uh, really a vast amount of information that that is available about uh, Uber's potential responsibility and. Um, that involves both sort of the technical aspects of the autonomous vehicle and how the system was working. For example, uh, how the vehicle did not immediately identify Elaine Herzberg as a pedestrian um, who, was, who was illegally uh, or was crossing in front of the vehicle um, with her bicycle. And it, it, there was a little bit of lag time there. So, so the lawyers think that the grand jury needs to hear things like that as well as um, things like um, the, uh, the, the training and oversight of the backup drivers, or the lack of it, uh, really, uh, is what they're arguing, that, um, uh, that Rafaela did not have. Um, and, and an example there would be that, um, that, that there was a known problem with the backup drivers being complacent. And, and this is an issue in, in the industry, as, as many of your viewers may know, that, um, that it, it's, uh, it's easy for the backup drivers to get complacent about the technology when it, it works all the time and you're just driving around and it's working perfectly. And so, so they have had problems with, with driver, backup drivers that, that were not um, uh, fully attentive. And, um, and for a while, they had two backup drivers in their car. But um, in weeks, I think, there, and I forget the exact timing on this, but weeks or maybe just a couple months before the accident um, or the collision, the, the company decided to take out one of the backup drivers. And so they only had one backup driver in there. And so um, the, uh, uh, the, the theory is, is that, that the grand jury needs to hear all of this to understand that, that Rafaela, um, uh, you know, uh, wasn't responsible, you know, criminally for this. Uh, Uber, of, of course, has already been uh, sort of taken out of the, the criminal responsibility realm. Uh, that happened a year after the, the, the crash when the Yavapai County Attorney's Office decided that they weren't criminally liable. Um, but um, um, there's one other interesting aspect of, of, the, of the motion that I, that I found uh, you know, it could be key, um, but I haven't seen the response yet from the county attorney's office. And that's that they're claiming that, that there's no way that uh, Rafaela could have been looking at her phone uh, and watching TV as, as, the, as, the, as the prosecution's theory goes, because she wasn't actually looking at her phone. She was uh, looking down at the phone that Uber had uh, given her uh, to, to monitor some of, the, some of the metrics that were going on as, as, as she did her loops in the, in the automated vehicle. Um, and her actual phone was was sitting in the passenger seat, and they say that video can prove this, but I, but I haven't seen the video and I haven't seen the response yet. But but if if that's the case, that you know that that would definitely shoot a big hole in the prosecution and the police theory as to her distractions. Well, the video that's been out there that a lot of people have have seen that was made, made public showed her not looking out through the, through the windshield, and as this collision was was about to take place and then when it, when it happened the, the tragic crash so that's what people i guess have for the most part have judged things on hey she wasn't paying attention so right. and alan you've been really outspoken on the on this whole case and, and issue tell us your thought yeah i i have been i guess i i don't even know how to you know frame a a proper question i guess you know maybe we can go and you know uh, discuss with ray a little bit um uh, more of of how how the prosecutor's office decided not uh to uh seek indictments against uh against uber 
and decided that, I mean, you know, this is a tragic uh, crash, as all crashes are. This is especially tragic. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, why her, and, and maybe the, the question I'd love, first question I'd like to ask, to you, to your knowledge, why did they back off from Uber? Well, I, um, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's been a couple of years since that story came out. And, um, and, and so I would I'd probably be guessing if I, if I said for sure, yeah. I would have to refer. Yeah. To well, yeah. 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 We're all, guess- yeah, yeah, we're all guessing, I guess. You know, yes. I, yes. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um, yeah. So, so I'm, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to speculate about yeah. it uh, right now um, except to say that, that there was just the interesting fact that, that that case was moved out of county at the time because the current county attorney or the uh, then county attorney in Maricopa County um, had a relationship with Uber um, and that the county attorney's office was uh, helping to promote a anti-drunk driving uh, a campaign that, that Uber could help with. And so, so that, that case was moved to Yavapai County and um, I, maybe that had a difference. Uh, Sheila Polk is the longtime county attorney up there. Both Bill Montgomery, who was the county attorney down here uh, and is now a Supreme Court justice, and Sheila Polk, the Avapai County attorney, they're very Republican, very uh, uh, sort of Arizona um, conservatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, again, um, since I'm an academic, I just spout off a lot. A lot so, <clears throat> you know, to, to me, you know, from, from the, the data and so on that I've seen of the crash, you know, my understanding is that the system saw her six seconds before it hit her. And, uh, you know, and of course, uh, the software is there, you know, sees an object, sees, identifies through whatever, da, 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 the algorithms that there's an object there, you know, can't quite figure out what it is. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it, you know, the kind of things you do in those situations is you, you identify an object and, and you put a, a location vector on it, where is it, and you put a velocity vector on it where's it going and um and of course in terms of doing velocity vectors whether you use lidar radar smidar image processing or doo-doos uh you know is is really one in which um the 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 the, the component of the velocity vector in the direction that you're heading is kind of the one you want because in terms of any of these things, especially the automated emergency braking systems, you know, they're kind of tuned to say, Hey, if you're like within 1.6 seconds of collisions, you know, start applying the brakes. Unfortunately, they're designed not to do anything, you know, earlier, which is a whole other thing that has to be taken up with a society of automotive engineers, da, 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 and so, so, and whatever. And, and, and whatever, but you know, I don't think they effectively put a velocity vector on her, especially not a horizontal velocity vector to you know anticipate her coming across. It went through some other things, not, you know, in the algorithm and tried to identify it again. And it, you know, and, and then a whole design of the, the whole process is one in which, in which, um, if the velocity. If, if it's a stationary object, in other words, it has no component of speed in the direction that you're approaching it, then the tendencies of all of these automated emergency braking system, all these things, is to disregard it. 
okay? Because as you're driving down a road, many of the objects that each of us identify are stationary objects, okay? In other words, we're approaching them at, at our, our approach speed is equal to our speed. And in an algorithm, you get these two numbers they are almost the same. It's easy for that algorithm to say, hey, forget about it. Okay. And the reason we forget about them is what are their, 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 their poles out to the side we're going to pass to the side, their parked cars, their pedestrians sitting there, standing there, you know, waiting to cross a, a, a sidewalk, but, you know, or their, an overpass, a sign, um, a tree canopy that we can easily pass under there. So the tendency is to write these algorithms. So you, you know, if you try to find the things that are moving in your direction because, you know, you don't want to hit the car that you're following type of thing, okay? But when you see these stationary things that you can't quite figure out what there are, it goes through some other loops. And before you know, you know, a second has passed and then you get another one and you still don't know. And in a second, I mean, you can sort of follow the timeline if you look at the data associated with the last six seconds of, you know, prior to the crash. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's to me that the algorithms aren't written well. They should have been better. Okay, plus they had turned off the automated emergency braking system, sort of the backup system to the driving system that they're using. That had been turned off. And that turning it off was supposedly okay as long as you're going under 40 miles an hour. I think that's all correct. And they were doing 41. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in the algorithms themselves, you know, there was some not so good code, okay? And so to me, it seems that somebody should be asking, hey, you know, those of you that wrote this algorithm, you know, I'm sure you learned a lot from this one and you went back and fixed it. And we know people did that. Toyota shut itself down in all this business that day and I'm sure, I'm sure, I suspect everybody who's right knows that went back. What if we encounter this thing? What the heck are we going to do? And my goodness. And, and, and since it, I don't even know if they're back out today because what they're doing in Tokyo is not really this, whatever. That's a whole other story that, that in fact, oh my goodness, we learned a lot here. It's really unfortunate, which is what we should do with this. But my goodness, we got to fix our code because if we would encounter this, Waymo shut down. Mm -hmm. You imagine all the simulations they must have done of that to see, are we good with this? Given that they came back out on the streets of Arizona in your community, I bet they saw, my goodness, we're good with this. Yeah, We would have put the velocity vector on this. We would have stopped. Okay. So therefore, you know, you don't even need her in the in your driver's seat. And now to not even go and, and really dig down deep into what I think really caused this, you know, you have to go out and test it. You have to test it in real life. We've been testing cars. GM's been doing a Mercer in 1920, did it. It's been going on since Henry Ford, you know, that you get a model, you go out and you, you 
run it around the test track, but, but Mother Nature is not really there with her real curveball, her real spitball, her real her stuff, except they are there, you know, in Arizona, you know, at 10 o'clock at night or whenever this was with who knows whom crossing and whatever and where she should or should not have been or whatever, you know, all that to me doesn't matter. But in fact, you know, and for them to not pursue that or for them to, you know, even Nitsa saying, oh, my goodness, the governor didn't. I mean, I just hate, I just hate that. That's well, the, I w- let me uh, add it's this, um, that so, uh, while yeah, I don't yeah. know exactly what uh, what the, the Alpha Pike County attorney said, uh, you know, um, what, yeah. what I what I guess, you know, I would say that that I, I understand what I, what I believe she looked at, you know, and, and yeah. so and I also talked to Uber afterwards. So, you know, basically the problem with what you're saying is that um, uh, the backup driver apparently had been told, hey, um, this system is going to alert you uh, if, if, it, if it sees a problem, but um, it's not going to do anything. And, uh, and then, by the way, we've disconnected the, uh, the vehicle's uh, automated braking system. Um, so, so they claim that, they've, that they told their backup drivers this and, and that, that, that it was completely up to the backup driver to, uh, to take action if there was a problem. Um, so uh, for, for better or worse, that, that's what they're claiming. And, and, uh, and, and so the, the, the county attorney is looking at this and saying, here's a person who's doing their job. And, oh, and by the way, Uber told me, and so, I, so I, again, I'm assuming that the yeah, 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 I've yeah. heard this, that, that um, uh, the backup driver would have never had to have looked down uh, like Raffaella was doing. So even if she wasn't watching the voice, um, uh, you know, uh, or this TV show on her own phone and she was looking down at, at uh, the, uh, uh, the Uber phone to look at the, the, the uh, metrics, like, and I believe she'd made some statement uh, to that effect. Um, that they're saying, no, that, that we, we would never tell people to do that. They, they, there was nothing there for them to see. And we told them to, to keep looking ahead all the time to look out for, for things. Um, and so, so in that sense, there, uh, the, the message that the prosecution got is that you have an employee who's, who's been told what to do to, to keep people safe here. They're part of this uh, project. And, um, and, and did they or did they not uh, take reasonable uh, you know, precautions, uh, knowing that, that, the, that the actual system wasn't, wasn't like on, you know, there, there wasn't going to be a cause and effect. It was going to register that there might be a pedestrian there, but it wasn't going to actually try to stop. And, and that's one of the big differences between that and the Waymo vehicle, because the Waymo vehicles actually do, they actually, you know, uh, as far as I know that I haven't heard of any Waymo vehicle driving around uh, where, where it actually just detects and doesn't actually respond. And so, so yeah, so, so there's that problem. I'm not saying that, that she's, you know, guilty of negligent manslaughter for that, but, but, I, but I believe that would be the argument that the prosecution will be making. Yeah, but, but isn't there a fundamental hole in this thing? Because Uber saw something six seconds before it hit it. It was confused. That's what the code did. That's what the algorithm did. In that process, nobody alerted her and said, hey, I'm confused. I, when I drive down I, w- with my wife, you know, you know, hey, I'm, I need help. I, I think I do that. I need help a lot. <laughs> fact. But, you know, I mean, they didn't do that. OK, so I, I don't know. I would maybe go after that. I'm just plus really 
what are they paying her to be able to rip open her shirt and have a big S out there to now save the day when the algorithm goes south? Are you kidding me? I agree. I mean, you know, it's, and, it's, and, and really the pressure, the pressure to sit there all day long, what? watching and watching. And I, I don't know. I mean, it just seems I, th- I think well, the, the you point know, you've made before, Alan, is the technology and not just in this case, but in many others, if the technology is there why doesn't it always do what it could possibly do to everything it could possibly do to to prevent a crash? Well, yeah, because we don't know what we don't know, you know, not to do a Rumsfeldian here, you know, (laughs) whatever. He was a Princeton grad though, whatever. Unfortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, you know, throw that in there. You know, we don't. And, and, and therefore, you know, this is, you know, this is what's so challenging about doing doing the the testing of all this the safety stuff is what you know what we should really be doing on this thing is learning as much as we possibly can out of every one of these tragic things what what about the 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 state's responsibility and i and i would just you know ask you to consider that here and, and what you think because um you you did have a state that that brought in this company specifically inviting them in because of a lack of oversight and guess what? There wasn't that much oversight and someone died. And so, um, so it could come back to the idea that, that if only the state had not done that, if they had not provided a little more oversight, um, the, that wouldn't have happened. Some, you know, Elaine would still be alive and, and the program would be better. Yeah, but it's probably tough for it to be better because, you know, that, that's just the reason to not do. I mean, it, it, life's a risk. And in fact, if it wasn't a risk, it'd be boring to live it. It was like, is what I try to tell my students and their parents when they go show up on campus. You know, I mean, the, the beauty of this is that we can't, we don't know the future. We don't know what we don't know. We all go out and seek it and so on. And that's the beauty of living. So yeah, sure. You, you can put all those things, but to me in this one, it seems as if, you know, everybody should sit back and say, take a deep breath. Let's learn as much as we can. It's tragic that Elaine got killed. Uber has suffered enormous um, uh, penalties of this, uh, you know, because I like to pull it out of whatever the air that, you know, they were worth 120 big ones before Elaine and only 60 after, you know, they lost half of the ranch. They lost half of the ranch in that thing and in fact if you look at the flatness they had to give away or pay people to take their av stuff that they had done it turned out that because of this it was totally tarnished they had to they had to pay um uh aurora to take it away from them and and in fact their whole business model which is predicated on on having a very inexpensive chauffeur taking people around uh, you know, is essentially non-existent now because they don't have the opportunity to do this technologically and unless they enslave a bunch of people to do it for free because they happen to be, you know, gig workers and, and, and whatever. I mean, you know, the well, enormous, Uber, enormous look, pain look at- has been has been has been placed on on everyone concerned here and maybe it should be let's the, just the whole industry alan look what, and look the, what whole industry. To the whole industry sure. look toyota dropped out uh, uh you know everybody stopped and, and 
Well, it does come I, back I shouldn't to say it. Though. It's probably I, I, good. I feel sorry for them, right? Why would anybody feel sorry for them? They, they, they totally <laughs> made their own bed in this in this situation. They, they deserve this sixty billion dollar loss. Uh, you know, I mean, they they brought it on themselves rather, and they um, maybe I don't know if they deserve to be criminally charged uh, yeah. or if anybody does. You, you know, you have to consider the, you know, the 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 lack of oversight that that I think um, the motion did a good job of of explaining, which was that. They knew that there was a complacency issue and um, didn't appropriately deal with that. So, so I thought that was a pretty compelling argument. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree with you. And, and, and of course, uh, of course. Uh, but hey, we've, we've all learned an enormous lesson. It, it basically, you know, put the brakes on the industry as a whole, not only hurting them, but everybody knew knew that this kind of thing was going to do it. I think it's good that everybody's taking a deep breath, going back and looking at their algorithms and saying, "My goodness, you know, you know, we gotta really watch out for this kind of thing." You know, we may have been a little ahead of ourselves, and so on and so forth. So, so in the end, I think, you know, we can write on Elaine's whatever that she really probably didn't. It is much to contribute to the success, the eventual success of this thing as maybe anybody because it because it really, you know, caused this. And if there are some, you know, other people that may, you know, we should be pointing to and so on, I, you know, just seems like it's why let's just move on from that. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, you know, in, in, in this state, though, um, you know, someone's got to be held accountable um, and, you um, you know, uh, Rafaela, there's the video where she's clearly looking down and not looking at the road. Um, but that, of course, that doesn't take into account the fact that this is this is a uh, grand experiment that's being performed. This is not a ordinary driver uh, situation. Um, so so that, that it really is a fascinating case because. Of yeah, that. It, it's yeah, it certainly is. I guess that's why we're discussing it and continuing yeah, to discuss so. it, you know. Right. And. and and, and this is going to be a big trial, I think. Um, and I'm not sure of the exact date. Um, it was late August, but I'm sure that's been moved back by now. There's, there's going to be a lot of these types of motions that, are, that will go through. Who knows if it'll take place even next year. Um, but um, I think when it does take place, um, if there's no plea deal and this is actually a trial that takes place um, in Arizona and in Maricopa County, there, there, there could be a TV uh, camera allowed. Um, and, and there have been for other big cases. And so, so this could be a, you know, a worldwide event. Yeah, and the, the discovery piece on the algorithms, guess what? I'm going to be able to learn exactly what the algorithm was because they're going to have to divulge it and they're going to have to put out the code. And I mean, I'm going to have a, never mind. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah no, no, I right. mean, it's going to be a field day and, for and everyone interested yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah uh, and, but I, I guess we've already, we've got, oh, I, I'd like to say we've already gotten a lot of societal value out of this thing. In other words, we should feel comfortable that, that at least society has been made better. We don't also have to incarcerate somebody to feel better about this thing. You know, I, you know, I guess, why do we, that's a whole other story. We won't go there, Ray, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever. We'll be back with more, Alan. But first, uh, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. It's 
some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. You may know that ETFs can be a, a good way to spread risk with investments, maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website again is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of the Smart Driving Cars podcast and our guest, Ray Stern, news editor at the Phoenix New Times. Ray, being where you are, have you had much have you had much experience with Waymo and the service it's offering in Chandler? Yes, I've had a lot of experience uh, seeing the vehicles around. I live in a, in Tempe, which is uh, connected to Chandler, and it's also an area that that uh, that that Waymo vehicles um, sort of regularly uh, traverse. And um, and so and I, and I've done several uh, stories, maybe a couple dozen stories on on uh, the the Waymo experiment here as well. So have you been for a ride? Um, I was for I went for a ride a few years ago, um, but but not recently in their new program. Um, so so I don't, it had a, I it had had a safety driver when you were in the vehicle. Yes, then if it was a few right. So he did not touch uh, the wheel that I saw and and everything appeared to be operating completely autonomously. And I have an article about that. Uh, there were there were just a couple of glitches, but nothing that that uh, that I found unsafe. Um, but for example, it didn't want to go around a garbage truck. And I don't know how long it would have waited there until the garbage truck moved, but um, um, that that was the old technology. Um, I hear it's still having similar problems, um, and I've I've read stories and, and seen a couple of videos of this young man who uh, has ridden in it like sixty times um, and has, yeah. has done a lot of work on that. Um, so he's you know, been on vi- vicariously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, great. I forget his name right now. But. Yeah, we we had him on and we okay. we talked about it, but you know, again. You know, the, the, all those things, to me, make it into an amusement ride as opposed to a mobility system for people who, you know, don't have a better way to go. And, you know, to me, this is this is uh, such a better way to go than can be offered by, you know, any bus system in, in the nation, you know, that they try to offer some rides to people who you know, can, for whatever reason, don't have their own cars. They might be too young, you know? I mean, only macro. Think of all the chauffeuring I've done of two young people to get them. I mean, really? I mean, good thing I didn't charge those poor, those kids. I mean, oh my goodness. I'd probably be rich guy now if I did though. But, uh, you know, and all my daughter these has things. Uh, Down syndrome and um, my, one of my <sighs> youngest daughter, and, you know, she's a great candidate for autonomous vehicles because although we've tried a little bit of driving, she, she may not be able to drive in the future. I, she always meets her challenges. So I'm not going to definitely rule it out, but it's, it, it looks unlikely, um, in, in which case autonomous vehicles would be great. Um, you know, so, so I'm hoping someday, and, I, and I'm not quite as hopeful as you are, that it'll be soon, um, that, that that will be an option. Well, Ray, I, I'd like to intervene here and point out that when we did our, our third smart driving car uh, summit here in Princeton, uh, whatever, uh, May pre-pandemic, which is like 80 years ago or something, I don't know, pandemic's been going on for how long? I mean, whatever. But the May before that, in fact, we had a whole uh, a whole substantial segment associated with, uh, with uh, uh, mentally challenge if, if that's an appropriate sorry if i'm not using the right terms but you know um okay. autism um and 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 um, and and down sort of uh, 
of the people and and how to design these vehicles and design the operation so that it could provide them mobility because of course we have the situation around here that in fact the public services in terms of providing mobility to to these people once they become older than 16 years old or something like that, like disappears. And I mean, it is uh, for the families that, that, uh, that, that, uh, that would like to give them an opportunity to, to experience other than being inside a, a home is, is a real challenge. So absolutely there. And, and the, I guess many of us have a, have a thought that yes, indeed, of course, it can provide that and, 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 and easily. It would be great uh, if it did. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll just add two uh, quick, uh, uh, interesting parts of, about uh, that are related to this. One is about four years ago when my daughter was 14, I asked her if she had her own personal autonomous vehicle and she could just get in it and just tell her to go wherever she wanted, um, you know, and, and it would go there, where would she go? Immediately, Disneyland she, is what she said. So, um, so they have to program it, you know, maybe to to not go like wherever people say to, to take it. Yeah, of course. Um, the not. other thing was uh, I asked uh, Waymo. Um, I, I was telling someone from Waymo uh, that story, and and so they came back a couple of days later with an offer to take my daughter um, in a in an autonomous vehicle, which of course they would use, you know, for promotional purposes. Yeah, sure, sure. sure and I course. said, you know, um, I'll have to ask my wife about that, but I said I would consider it if there was no backup driver. Um, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll be in the car with her, you know, if you're willing to put my daughter and me in a back, in a no backup driver, so they wouldn't do that. Um, but it wouldn't matter because my wife said absolutely no way to, you know, to any of it anyway. Well, but today they been, probably would. Today she could rent one herself, actually. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, just hail, hail one a la Uber or Lyft uh, the way you hail Uber or Lyft, but do it so that Things someone would. But, you know, who hasn't ridden one in one yeah. yet that doesn't have a backup driver is our governor. Um, and despite the fact that he invited the vehicles, uh, you know, and autonomous vehicles into the state with no oversight, um, I asked Uber, uh, or excuse me, Waymo, um, two years ago, if they would uh, offer the governor a ride in a vehicle that had no backup driver. He has ridden in one with backup drivers. And they said, absolutely, we, you know, we, we invite the governor to, to come do that. And so I put it to the governor's office and, you know, they didn't appreciate the fact that I was setting that up for them or trying to, but, uh, but, but he said that, that they wouldn't do that at the time. And, uh, and I, I put it out on Twitter a couple of times since then saying, you know, uh, yeah, it's been three years since the governor has been uh, asked, uh, you know, or offered this. He hasn't yet taken it. Um, but and, and I honestly am wondering, when is he going to, to get in a vehicle that has no backup driver and to go for a ride? OK, well, now let me <laughs> uh, you opened up a floodgate. Ray. You opened up a floodgate. Uh, I want you to invite the governor of New Jersey. Oh. And the commissioner of transportation, <laughs> and and the mayor of Trenton, to come out and have a ride in Waymo without a backup driver. Right. We will come. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, only Waymo can do that, you know. But, oh, I know, but but in fact, yeah. you know. Um, we, I am trying like hell to get them to come out and see what the heck is going on there because of course I want Waymo or I'll take GM Cruise I'll take Ford Argo I'll take uh, Zooks Amazon which I think are at least in my I, I don't know Let people me, that can but, do this uh, to, to bring it to Trenton I it mean I'm rare I'll, here 
to see vehicles with no backup drivers. It's rare. It, it is absolutely rare. Uh, you know, I don't know. With no backup drivers. No backup it's drivers. It's you, you see them occasionally, but, but it is not a commonplace site. Um, nine times out of 10, when I see a Waymo vehicle, um, it does have a backup driver. And, and, uh, and so I'm sticking with that, uh, you know, sort of uh, off the cuff percentage, but, but, but I would, I would, uh, you know, I would just tell you that, that if you come here and spend a few weeks here um, and see what I see, you, you would have to agree with me that, that it, it would be rare to see them with no backup driver. I've only okay, seen it so, uh, uh, once, really. So I would think, again, I don't know what's going on. So I'm just, you know, <laughs> a professor spouting off. I would think that the reason that Waymo is doing that is because they don't have enough customers for their service in Chandler to put more vehicles without drivers out there. So they have a bunch of drivers. They probably have them under contract. And instead of letting them just sit there and not being in there, it behooves them to have a driver in there if they have them. Okay, where, you know, you could look at it. I, don't, I wouldn't look at their books. I'm not looking at their balance sheet. But if that's not really costing them an incremental amount and they have them, boy, if I was running Waymo, I would have them in there. And as you've experienced the rides, the fact that they're not doing anything, great. But just to have them in there in case when you can afford it. The problem is, is that at some point that does hit the balance sheet and you can't, and, and you know, you can say, well, you know, somebody's going to pay for it. But, you know, that's not what mobility is all about. Somebody's got to pay sometime. And the, the only reason to put the technology in there is to make it affordable. Okay. That's I, the I think only that's reason. Besides the point though, um, to the question of will the vehicle be, totally, uh, you know, unmanned, uh, you know, on a regular basis in the future, because we can't really figure that out yet. I can't figure it out. Um, and, and that's, I think it's still an open question. Um, when we see these vehicles on a widespread basis with no, yeah. with no person in them, um, then we'll see how safe they are. Um, really, what could be safer than a human being who has a good safety uh, driving record behind the wheel of a car that is uh, got $200,000 worth of autonomous vehicle equipment on it? Um, that is a very safe vehicle, and and it's probably this you know safer than any other vehicle on the road because you know even if you have a safe driver, they don't have an autonomous vehicle, and so so uh, yeah, I'm waiting to see uh, these 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 things put on a widespread basis, and I I am I'm sure that that's when we'll we'll see how uh, how how good they are. Yeah, but right that that's that's if safety is your objective. Okay, is your sole objective. You don't care what it costs, okay? I mean, why not have two safety drivers? Why not have 12? It might even be safer, okay? I mean, this is part of, I don't think this has been sold well, okay? It's been sold as a way to, um, to mitigate the crashes where we're involved, but when we're involved in those crashes, it's because we misbehave, okay? And in fact, if you want to make driving safer, you put the locks in. They don't start if you've had, if your blood alcohol is greater than whatever, 
Okay. If you start to doze, it pulls over. If you pick up your phone and you even dare to do something like that, it, if you have road rage and you want to whatever, if you're tailgating somebody and you're following them too close, it backs it off. Okay. Now, how many Arizonians are going to buy cars that do that? Zero. Okay. Because maybe let's call them New Jerseyans. You know, New Jerseyans, I mean, we just misbehave all over the place. Okay. So if you really want to do safety, and if that is your political agenda, then you should be doing that. If you're trying to provide mobility for people who don't have it, who are trying to improve their lives, who if they're living in, 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 West in, in, in Ewing Township here and won a $15 an hour job at the Amazon uh, distribution facility in, in Robbinsville. And to punch in at seven o'clock, they have to take a 516 New Jersey transit bus da, da, do, da, 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 to finally get there. And if they miss that, they get fired where it's an 18 minute Waymo or Ford Argo or Zooks or whatever ride, then, you know, yes, you want it to be safe, but to be, you know, to be absolutely have to get it out to the, you know, asymptote, I don't know. You know, it might some, be a lot more dangerous than, than human drivers though. That's what we don't know yet. Um, and and that's, that's what I think, yeah, you know yeah. I'm saying? What we might find out when we put these things on the road in, on a widespread basis, that actually they're causing more accidents than, than we thought that they would. And I think that's kind of likely because um, driving is a, um, you know, is a full brain experience. And, um, you, you know, I mean, if you get to 95 or 99 point, whatever, you know, uh, uh, you know, elimination of the edge cases, um, you could still be talking about a pretty large percentage of, of accidents by these things. And so, so, I mean, I, I, who knows what the future is going to be, but, but it's, it's, um, to me that there's this open question of are the companies marketing it correctly um are they you know are they telling the truth are you know are we really going to have autonomous vehicles uh you know on a widespread way here in a few years or is it going to be 20 or 30 years i think these are questions that are still unanswered uh despite the fact that we have waymo operating them right now because people said including waymo that, uh, that that we would see a lot more of these completely unmanned vehicles on the road by now and we haven't yet and so, so that, that clearly shows that they've had challenges that they can't meet yet or, or don't want to. And, and, and in more communities, well, they go on. Ray, which is what many of us well, have been waiting for. Well, not to be argumentative here, but I will. Um, um, uh, I think that the reason why Waymo, and I could be completely wrong, the reason why Waymo doesn't have more vehicles out there is there's no market for them there. Okay, everybody has too many cars. And once they've had one joy ride, they, you know, I'm just trying to get to something. I want to get to the store. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to haul stuff. I want to, I want my golf clubs in there. I, you know, all the various reasons that, I mean, you know, again, the, the, the fact that, that Chandler's, uh, you know, household, 70% of them have two or more cars, you know, what the heck do they need Waymo for? And so, you know, it's been a great place for Waymo to test. It's been a great place for them to really demonstrate that, in fact, I don't think they've been res- really responsible for an accident, uh, for a crash. They may have stopped someplace and somebody rear-ended them, and it's still a question, but they haven't been. So, you know, they, they've, 
they've gotten a bit the testing benefit. They haven't gotten the marketing, the business case benefit, which is providing mobility to allow people to improve their quality of life. Because everybody, I mean, you can, you know, if you have a bunch of cars sitting out there, a Waymo vehicle marginally doesn't improve your quality of life. And I like to argue in Trenton, where 70% of the households have one or fewer cars, man, people don't get anywhere. There are Ray, the, the, way, the way it could improve your daughter's quality of life yeah. at some point. That's... Well, okay, but, but there are already ride-sharing uh, vehicles that are working here, Uber and Lyft, and um, there's also a very large um, sort of uh, mobility van uh, industry here because there are a lot of um, uh, senior citizens here and, and, of course, disabled people and, and, uh, and people who can't drive. And so there already is a, you know, a, a market here. Uh, yes, it is the land of the automobile out here. There's no question about that. But there are also people who, who don't drive or can't drive. And so why isn't uh, Waymo dominating this market right now if they're so awesome and, and you know, they, can, they can provide a cheaper service that's autonomous? Because they're not marketing it right, they're wrong. And I was, yeah. <laughs> that's the easy answer. No, no, so much press, no though, it's a good it? question. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know. It just, it just seems it, 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 from sitting at a distance, looking at you from you know, twenty five hundred, three thousand miles away. You know, it seems, it seems as if. Uh, yes, there are those those kinds of things that that. that they just, you know, the, the initial thrust, of the whole, I mean, the, 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 the chairman of the board of Daimler came out at CES and, you know, f- six years ago in the F015, you know, thing that, you know, only you, yeah, if you're a one percenter, you're, you're not rich enough. You have to be probably a 0.5 percenter to, you know, it was all targeted to you know towards that as opposed to targeting it to people who you know have to take new jersey transit but i i love new jersey transit don't get me wrong whatever but i mean I, you know um that's good i haven't i haven't had any experience with it but i'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> you don't want that no it's wonderful no it really is no but it's sparse, new jersey right? transit rail is great i you know yeah. i I've Whatever. got some. I've had some experience with public transit, and you know, in other places, though. And it's, uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I mean, if you have to use it, you use it, and if you don't have to use it, then you don't use it. And and really, um, you know, I think that most people wouldn't want to use it if they don't have to. Will will the you know what you're talking about in terms of autonomous vehicles as a um, as a as a public service? Not well, we will call it public transportation. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, please. Know, um, it is public but, transportation. But it's, well, right. And so, so yeah. you know, I, again, I, I guess so I you know I imagine it is uh, uh, you 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 have to take the Waymo car because it's the best cheapest thing. And you know, owning a vehicle like in some parts of Europe is just way too expensive. So you just can't do it. But you'd love to. And so you get in this kind of dirty, smelly Waymo vehicle. It smells like about fifty thousand people. And um, and you just do it because you have to. And so, right, that's the future, right? It's not fun. <laughs> I don't know. You don't think they'll have spray in there to whatever, and they'll have, you know, yeah, they'll smell they'll that have, too. <laughs> they'll have cor- soft Corinthian leather, so that uh, Roberto Montalban will say, you know, it's like no, no. You can, you can choose, you can choose in, in the they, app which scent you'd like, lilac we, or whatever you'd like. We, <laughs> we have a small light rail system out here, and um, and so we're experimenting, experimenting with it finally here in Phoenix after many decades of not having it, um, but. Um, um, they recently uh, had to admit that that light ridership had dropped off quite a bit, um, mainly because of the condition 
of the of the vehicles and and the fact that that they were dirty there were um too many people on them who uh, you know were sort of on the margins and and they need mental health help and and whatnot so we're not going to say that that you know stigmatize them except to say that that other people don't want to ride the light rail uh, after after uh, there's been you know or they see that there are too many homeless people and whatnot on it um and and there were also uh, cases of um uh, you know, people uh, going to the bathroom on it and stuff like that, that, that the, and the light rail for the light rail for Valley Metro to come out and admit this, uh, you know, you know that it, it got pretty bad. And because this has been going on for years since we since we started it in 2010, but um, um, the ridership dropped off because of this. So so I think that that's a cautionary tale for, for something like a, a Waymo um, that's going to be used by many people. We've already had instances here where um, uh, for instance, there was a Waymo vehicle that uh, this was part of the uh, pl police report uh, uh, collection that I had recently looked at for an article. And there was an unmanned vehicle or uh, yeah, it was unmanned or there was no backup driver. Somebody got out of it who had ordered it and somebody who had not ordered it got in it and closed the door and they were not able to get that person out. They were apparently inebriated. And, um, and so uh, there's just so many different, uh, you know, uh, really things that, that come up with, with the idea of a, of a public service like that. Um, that that I, I would just argue that the idea of your own personal vehicle, um, even if it's something like the one that I saw recently on, on, uh, uh, in China, where they're selling these $4,500 electric vehicles, you, you probably know about that, and you can personalize them uh, with an app before you get them, and they're just cheap POSs, you know, but, uh, but, but they're yours, you know, and so, um, you know, whether autonomous or not, I, I would think that, that that would still be preferable to most people. If you can, if you can put it on the no, road, I, I, the road we're, we're, if Ray, you have a place I, I, to put it, if you're paying the insurance, et cetera, too. There's a, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree with Some you. I, I just, I just think I, I and and that I think you've you sort of made my argument is that uh, is that uh, my goodness, it's been wonderful that the governor invited all the all those folks there that they've had the opportunity to to improve their technology and and I and really not at a great expense uh, to Arizona, you know, maybe a marginal some little bit of expense. Uh, but but Arizona is not the mark. I don't think, uh, you know, uh, this is the real market for it. Not not the market in the beginning, not when you're trying to get this thing off the ground. I think I think they would be wise to come to some place if they really want to build a business out of this. If they're interested in putting, you know, stuff on shelves back here, you know, PhD dissertations on deep learning, blah, 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 blah. Well, great. But if they're trying to build a business, they should look at where people might really appreciate them. And even though you made all the claim or you, all the things that you said about these things, I think in Trenton and the Trentons of this world, in central Jersey, in Camden, in Newark, and a lot of places in New Jersey and the Northeast, where there are people that are struggling to be able to just, you know, go to church, go to, go to school, go to whatever, go to the daily things that they need to do, that these, these systems are, are really set up to be able to do it affordably so that you're not out there asking for all of these government resources to subsidize stuff that is just doesn't, doesn't deliver anything, or you have to use the, the, the various, um, uh, uh, services that you have to call up two days in advance, a three-hour window, and who knows whether they're going to show 
and so on. So um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, those are two big challenges. I mean, one, they have to get the, the technology right so that you can you can actually put a huge fleet of unmanned vehicles. And then then also, even if you do, will it be cost effective? Um, and, and solar energy has, has been, you know, that's, that's what I was thinking of as you were saying that, um, whereas there's been some uh, challenges that, that maybe were unexpected by some people, just to uh, name one, uh, the actual labor of putting the solar panels on a roof. Um, you know, you can make the solar panels free, but, but you still have to pay some people to do that. It's still gonna cost you a couple grand. And so, so you know, so will, they, will the, something like the Waymo be cost effective? Because you're talking about affordability being one of the main benefits Absolutely. here, because you can already get a Uber vehicle and, the, and, and it's popular now. And so, so there's already a solution there. Um, that, 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 that requires a human being. Um, and maybe that's good because it gives someone a job, but, um, but, but then you're saying that, that you're imagining a, a future where this is so affordable because it's autom- completely automated, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, but, but, you know, but I would, I would just kind of put it to you as like, you gotta, you gotta put out a little bit of prediction power here and say, when is that going to happen? So what do you think? Uh, 10, 20, 30 years, women, you know, cause it kind of matters, uh, right? I don't, I'm, you know, of course, nobody knows. I think I think one still needs a, a, a breakthrough moment. And, and in some sense, if one really talks about this, one, one has to ask the question, are you really going to do this and moving people first or are you going to move goods first? And of right, course, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos is sitting there, even though he's no longer CEO, he's essentially higher than the CEO. But but he, he has to be thinking about uh, about moving from the that that, that uh, uh, Robbinsville facility to my house. You know, maybe only fifty percent of the packages between between one a.m. and and five a.m. You know, when the re- streets are not being used, when when there aren't children chasing balls or bicyclists out there, it's essentially free. The infrastructure is free, and if he can figure out how to put put that out there without and the tough thing is is to get somebody out of bed to go out there and actually go and drive it and so on so forth and just do this you know with some algorithms send it out there all of a sudden you know where does that end up on his balance sheet i mean my goodness you know to me you know and, and and if you prove it that way and then it leaks to the other one and so on and so forth I'm not exactly sure how it evolves, but I'm doing my damnedest to try to get it going in Trenton because I think that's a great place to start. And we did have yesterday a gold medal winner for from Trenton winning the gold medal in the uh, 800 meters and uh, in, in the women's 800 meters um, uh, at Tokyo. Oh, but whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of gold medalists. Out yeah. There, yeah, well, you know, I mean, what I'm sure you do. Yes. Anyway, well, a couple of other quick headlines yeah. to get to, Alan. Uh, yeah. In Nashville, a six-mile portion of Interstate 24 is going to be used for a DOT and Vanderbilt study yeah. on how autonomous cars impact traffic, how they can help improve the flow. Sure. I don't know. I mean, you know, we aren't even started. Okay. I mean, to, to imp- really improve the flow, you've got to have a bunch of them out there, you know, to, uh, yeah, yeah, right. I, I, great. Uh, I have some very good friends at Vanderbilt, but you know, uh, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to just yeah, maybe even get out of the womb, let alone, you know, crawl and walk. <laughs> In New York, it's, it's going to mess up the flow. That's for sure. 
Well, <laughs> but, but Ray, on that point, I, I, there, there's an observation that we've had cruise control for how long in cars? Do, you, it, do your cars have cruise control? Do you use cruise mm-hmm. control, if I may ask? I use it all the time, and I love intelligent I, cruise control. because I, I love don't intelligent have... cruise control. It's awesome. It's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah I love it. Have you ever driven down a road that either had a variable message sign or a sign out there that said, use your cruise control? Hmm. I've never seen that. Me neither. (laughs) It would seem that here we have an automation technology, whether it's stupid cruise control that just maintains speed or intelligent cruise control that maintains speed until you're crawling up my butt and you don't do it anymore right okay either one of those that actually you know keeps things going uh, you have mountains i know there but like through pennsylvania it goes like this you know and if you're a, a, a human driver what do you do you keep the gas pedal depressed the same amount Okay, so guess what? You speed up and you slow down and you speed up and you slow down and you speed up and you slow. I mean, this thing just keeps you nice and smooth. And if these if anybody really thought this technology would smooth out energy consumption wise, constant velocity is much better. Whatever. Just do it because because the drag coefficient is velocity cubed, you know. And so when you go real fast to get the average because you went slow, you know, all of a sudden. Anyway, you know, nobody nobody's ever suggested what the what's the matter. Okay, but that's just another reason that why autonomous vehicle technology will probably increase vehicle miles traveled by quite a bit. All right. What's the matter with that? Well, it'll increase the amount of energy used overall. What's the matter? It improves the quality of life. Well, not if there's a lot of traffic, you know, and people are just uh, taking the car because they can get but their work it, done. But if it's a, a real pain work. in the butt, they won't. Alan's well, point, I think, Ray, yeah. is that it improves the quality of life for people who, who don't have it. The people who can benefit from this are the ones that aren't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, miles. yeah, yeah. So I, I go through this, Ray, and so on. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, you know, the only reason you travel is to is because you don't like it where you are, and you want to go someplace, and you think you're going to be a happier camper. I mean, otherwise, you'd stay home. I think. I mean, sure, there's some it's, joy riding when you're in your whatever car when you're going down the whatever. But you know, ninety nine percent of the trips are just to improve quality of life. And, you know, and if it's going to be too much of a pain, you stay home. And for the, you know, a lot of people in Trenton, I mean, it is at first the bus doesn't take them where they want to go. And if they really have to do Uber or taxi or whatever, there's a pains that are associated money and they can't afford it. And therefore they stay home. We make it affordable. They'll go. That's great. Mm-hmm. And we have to do ride sharing because then, then the important thing is person miles traveled, not vehicle miles traveled. So if you get two of them in a vehicle, you actually reduce the vehicle. Mile. But that's that's a whole other, you know, anyway. <laughs> Another well, quick headline. Then, to, to yeah. get Ray, did you want to say something? Yeah, there? go well, ahead. Just, just that, the, you know, the, the future with autonomous vehicles is is this uh, sort of more, you know, uh, um, uh, sort of a, uh, you know, a changeable thing, you know, really. And and it kind of depends on a lot of other technologies, but, um, uh, you know, maybe the world will be made for autonomous vehicles and, and, you know, so that, that uh, it's, you know, the the infrastructure will facilitate the autonomous vehicles. Um, But, 
but yeah, and, and then, oh, then there's also the, uh, the, the uh, flying drones, which could, <sighs> could take away some of the, uh, you know, the fun of it. But I, you know, I, I, listen, I don't want to bring too much, but, you know, I, yeah, I hate yeah, to bring yeah. a personal aspect in this, but yeah, I will sure. say that just, just Please to, do. well, Please one do. aspect of what, what you're yeah. saying here just does not resonate with me and, and people okay. like me, which is yeah. I own a, a Jeep um, and, and a motorcycle too, you know, yeah. and so, so driving to me is part of life. Um, I hate it when I, when it becomes a chore and, and I also have kids. And so I, I yeah. know the chore aspect of it, yeah. but um, you know, to, to go for a, for a, a drive, uh, you know, I, I've heard that there might be autonomous off-roading vehicles. Um, why in the world would anyone want to, to do that? You there know, it won't just makes... be because exactly why you said there's, <laughs> you, you produce that, guess what? You're not going to sell any. Okay. And you're, you're going to go bankrupt. All right. Yeah. There is, it's, first of all, there is no market for an auton, a, a really, a, you know, driverless vehicle that you would own. I wouldn't own one. What? I'm going to have it here and I'm going to send it out to pick I, up I'm Fred. I'm not sure why you say that, though. There's, there's, these uh, Teslas. Um, Teslas are uh, Teslas. Uh, you, drive, you have to pay attention. Well, people don't for, always know that, but, but I'm just saying that that's, no, that's, they, a, they that's, you but, but that's that. a feature seen as, as pretty cool by, by people. And I think that, 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 that just like the intelligent cruise control will, it seems to me that like that'll come before we own autonomous vehicles, your vehicle course, will just be something course. you can put your hands down on, right? And, and the vehicle will steer itself. Oh, so of, of course, but you're going to have to be in there. I, you know, I call Elon's, I call it stupid summon. You know, I'm going to sit there and send my car out to whatever. Well, wh hey. well, wait a minute, though. Isn't that just a matter of the software upgrade at that point? So if my car can already. Uh, no, no, no. Elon, oh, man, Elon is just so wrong. But the question. Hey, right, wait, wait, the wait question let, let me ask. Let me, liability let me ask. <laughs> the liability issue. The is, liability is issue. a huge thorn that can. You know, I mean, you know, if, if in fact Elon sells me one of these things that I can go out and send my vehicle with nobody in it to go pick up Fred. Guess what? The technology that's in there is responsible. OK, we, we have no person in there that we can indict. OK. That means Elon is responsible. That means if anything happens, Elon has to have a war chest to fight that sucker. He's not rich enough. He can never sell you one of those things. He can't charge you enough. Okay? And if, a, if, a, if, a, if New Jersey manufactures my car insurance company, I buy one of these things. And they know I'm totally irresponsible. I'm not going to maintain that thing so that it won't crash when it goes to pick up Fred with nobody in it. Okay. And they're going to charge me what? Okay. I'm so there's no the market. For for there, there is no market. You And you won't buy one because you can't drive it. I won't buy one, one because I can't drive. It. If it comes pick me up in like Uber, I mean, you know, whatever. And I can leave it to do, but that does. Sure. It has to be. It has to be the way the Waymo is doing it in Chandler. It can't be that one of these things is in well, your driveway. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Then, I think. I, I, think I, I, yeah. I, uh, I yeah. agree with that because of um, it, as the uh the industrial track uh keeps sure. evolving um yeah. that, that doesn't involve private automobile ownership um right. the uh, the advances in this tesla like technology will keep advancing and so so the so vehicles that that kind of drive themselves with you in it uh will just keep getting better and better until the day when they say guess what uh today you actually you know from now on you don't need with this new upgrade 
you don't need to uh, actually look ahead anymore. And, and, you, and you'll know this because you can see that the industrial side has evolved to that point as well. Sure. And, so, so then, and, and then everyone and, will own and an e, autonomous and vehicle. Elon will be able to say, we can hop in the backseat and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he says that, he assumes responsibility. If something happens, Arizona prosecutors will go after him. But I think okay. that'd be okay because, you know, I mean, planes crash and, the, the, you know, it, it may... It may put some, you know, airlines out of business, but others stay in business. And, uh, and, and then you have a, a culpability chain, you know, because it's not like Elon Musk will be the only one. There'll be these people that oh, yeah, I mean, the, and, the, you know, the whatever, lawyers, and, you know, lawyers well, I mean, they'll, they'll drag everybody. In. Exxon but, Valdez, you know, happens, you know, and, and it causes just yeah. billions and billions of dollars worth of damage. And so so Elon Musk will be fine if uh, if a few people die. Right. But, but yeah. Right now, there what NHTSA is investigating twenty nine, uh, you know, Tesla crashes in stationary objects, which look exactly like like the, the Elaine Hershberg thing. Okay, all right. Elon says, "Hey, you know, don't come to me. It's not us. Go blame, go blame John John uh, Jonathan Brown. He wasn't paying attention, even though Elon said, man, this thing is full self driving." I mean, are you kidding, Elon? I mean, it only becomes full self-driving when you accept the responsibility for this. And, and, and to me, that, that is the major accomplishment of Waymo in Chandler. You, you can imagine that they must have sat around a table and said, oh, my goodness, we can send one of these things out there without anybody in it. And if anything happens, it's on us because they have nobody to blame. That thing blows up. You name it. Yeah. Can you imagine what must have gone on in that conference room and that whatever for that? I mean, it's amazing that they reached that sheet, point, right? Huh? It's just a balance sheet. It's a corporation. So they, they sat down, they figured out their liability and their and their, their costs and their, and their yeah, risk. But, but, and they but said, oh, actually, is, yeah, this pencil's out. Let's do it. Right. So, and, and in that, they saw just, what happened to Uber. Right. They and went they from 120 to, to 60. They've gotten One very thing. good at, at, at doing their little tracks, you know, with their vehicles. And, yeah, and that's great. I, I, but, I but think, that, you know, like, like I said, I'm not sure whether whether you can look at that, whether you and I can look at that and say, uh, that, that, that this, this is a, you know, I, there, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying there haven't been major advancements, but they still have not really, really brought this thing out. And it's still in such a limited basis that, that I, I think for you to say that, you know, to, for you to make some of the, you know, uh, advances, uh, you know, and some of the predictions, you know, it, it could be premature. Yeah, sure. Of course it is. And, and it has to be within the so-called operational design domain. It has to be within that. The Uber vehicle should not have been going above 40 miles an hour. It should not have. It should not have turned off its automated emergency braking system. It should not have. It shouldn't have gone out there too far because because really it hadn't, you know, and all these things. And I think Waymo is probably very careful. They can't take your, your son or your daughter to Disneyland because you know their operational design domain is only within Tempe, Chandler, whatever, 500 square miles, whatever they claim. That's it. They can't go, they they can't go to California. 
No, and they're not, not and they're yeah. not driving on the freeway now with, with and they're no, not driving on the freeway. Uh, okay, yeah, that's probably easy. Them, that's I, I, that's well, easy. They, they claim that it's easy. Okay, yeah. and of course it's easy. It's it's a low, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, low risk, uh, high impact. You know, one of these things where we're sure it's it's all fine, but there's people going 80 miles an hour out there just just routinely. So, um, you know, yeah, let's they, just get back to this this yeah, issue yeah. of the vehicle stopping because of yeah. a software problem. So, so the vehicle's out there with nobody in it. Yeah. Um, so it has to do something when it has to, listen, t- technology, as you know, has software problems. And so, so if it's running by software, at some point, it's just going to just screw up. And so, so what will the vehicle do at that point? At this point, they programmed it to stop suddenly. Okay, that vehicle, uh, the vehicle that's programmed to do that is going to be very limited in its application. Absolutely. That's they got to change that. They, they got to figure it, but, out. But, but how can you, that's difficult, though, uh, yeah. when you talk about you're in traffic. You know, not, not even talking about the freeway, but just, just a crowded uh, uh, main thoroughfare like Chandler Boulevard. Um, you know, if, if you've got three lanes of traffic, if the vehicle is not in the curb lane, um, then and it's in, it's in one of the lanes where it's going to have to come right to get to, to you know, to, to even to the first lane where people might expect a car to be stopped. Um, you know, that's a big problem. And how are they going to get there if the software is, is having a major malfunction? So that, you know, that's, that's like, that's, that's by definition, the vehicle has just kind of lost it and, and it's, it's not going to recover in, in the amount of time that it, that it needs to. So, so yeah, I, I boy, yeah, and that's, I why, that's, that's why you have backup systems and you have two and you go through and all that stuff, but you know, when's the, I don't know, broken axle car stops in the middle of the road, you know, drops its, it's a, uh, it's um, drive shaft, you know. I mean, doesn't that happen? They told me that this happens potentially as many as three times in a hundred thousand miles, yeah. and so um, I, I don't think any of us would buy a car if you knew in advance that that was going to happen three times in the next hundred thousand miles. No way. That that would be a defect. Uh, yeah, yeah, car I'm, I'm glad we're all rich enough to afford those cars. I'm not <laughs> those, so those sure cars, what some people. No car does that. Oh, okay. You know, if it, I mean, right. uh, no no car does that ordinarily, um, where it will suddenly screech to a stop. You know, it might lose an axle, but I mean, that'd be an old car. I mean, we're, you know, I'm, I'm old, so I can tell you that, that, you know, the, the day of the beater has kind of, you know, gone really, you know, it, it, uh, even, there, there's still some, you know, sort of terrible cars on the road, but um, here in Arizona, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what it's like in Trenton. You know, to, to right, we have to here, move to cars Arizona. Are <laughs> cars are easy to afford here. Um, yeah. You can buy cheap ones and, and you can yeah, no, go park I, anywhere you know, for free and, and just about. And so anyway, uh, you know, my point is that, that mainly getting back to this issue of the software problem and, and the, the severe challenge of putting a, a fleet of unmanned vehicles on the road, that's, that's what I keep coming back to in my coverage um, because um, I'm lucky enough to be on the ground here and, and I continue to not see this. And so I keep asking these questions about why isn't this happening? Um, and then, then the, the last article I did about the, uh, the, you know, the vehicles that are stopping, not only was the, the, the one vehicle that, that I think, you know, you could say, you know, argue that, that yes, it did cause the crash. Um, there, was a, there was another crash where a police officer uh, was following a Waymo vehicle and it came out uh, into the intersection after the light turned green and suddenly stopped and the, and the police officer hit it. Um, and, and I would say that, 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 uh, that the police officer caused the crash in that situation, you know, just, just as a matter yeah. of course, because it's an intersection, you got to expect stuff like that. Um, but listen, this is a police officer and he's theoretically, um, you know, been trained more than your average driver. And so, 
Um, so so uh, they, they, they wouldn't let me talk to him. And so I don't know what he said. It was a, it was a he. Um, whether he would say, yeah, that damn Waymo vehicle caused the crash, you know, or, or, or no, you know, no, of course, they're not I don't know. You talk to him. I, All yeah, right. No, you know, no, but, no, but no, well, I, I have to ask. No, but, no, but anyway, I, so, yeah, so that, that that's the issue is is um, is to me is. And that's what I keep coming back to is this grand claim of the fifth class autonomous vehicle. And and people people believe just on a general basis that that we're almost there, I think. And so I like to sort of push back on that with, with my articles showing, well, okay, here's, here's where we really are. We, we're not almost there, we're, we're barely started. And Chandler is the only place in the world that this is going on. Not even what is going on in Chandler is going on anywhere else in the world. Nowhere else in the world is anybody operating a vehicle without a driver on a public street without, you know, police escort, escorts, special striping, you know, whatever, and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and if we have to change the infrastructure for this, guess what? It's impossible for it to be affordable. I mean, if you look at how much we spent on the infrastructure, you know, so far for the vehicles that we have, I mean, there's put on putting all those gizmos or whatever somebody thinks, you know, all, all Waymo I think has ever asked for is maybe a smooth surface and some paint, you know, and maybe some signs that we can all read. Okay. Not a bunch of whatever V to Q to R to T to all this stuff. I mean, if you have to do that, I mean, forget it. I mean, there's the infrastructure bill doesn't come close. You, you have to do at least a 10 X or a hundred X on the infrastructure bill to, to mm. do that. So, I mean, that's, that's totally ridiculous. And I think, you know, I think what you're, to me, what you're pointing out is again, uh, you know, Arizona has been a great place to test. It could be a place to provide some amount of service. People there are pretty happy with the way they get around. Uh, this isn't a market where all of a sudden you got a new gizmo that's gonna that's gonna revolutionize everybody, and they're all gonna go out there like gangbusters. And maybe Waymo should come to Trenton where I'm, I can bring them customers. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't the driving <laughs> anyway. environment more difficult in Trenton though? Just just uh, it, it might be, but so it's twenty it. sure a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. What's 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 more challenging is because of the you know the community that's there and and it's going to have to be accepted by the community, and and, and otherwise just like every once in a while I understand that some people like throw stones or whatever or you know try to trick and cut in on Waymo vehicles and decide to be cute and so on or say get out of my neighborhood because i like to say if i don't want one of these things coming down cleveland lane here in princeton i'll send my dog out there they'll stop i'll then take the jack jacket up put it on cinder blocks and they'll steal its wheels you know i mean it'd be trivial i mean the last time they come down here you know if 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 i don't think it serves my neighborhood doesn't enhance my neighborhood what are they doing in in, in my community okay I mean, you know, we're all the same way. We all, I think, live that way. So therefore, you know, the whole thing, if, if this thing is really going to, if it really is going to, first of all, improve people's lives, they have to realize that it does improve their lives and then they're going to have to protect it. Okay, because we can't have policemen. I, we, we, we aren't going to have a driver, but now we have to have a policeman. 
police woman protecting it oh my goodness that's even more expensive i mean you know right it doesn't doesn't take much that does not pencil out clearly that that does not that does not so so i think you know we're i think we all are and and we're you know is that you know the issue is the market you know we've we've written a bunch of papers bunch of people got phds and so on investors put in through in a heck of a lot of money uh, but now, you know, where's the benefit? Where's the societal benefit? Where's the return on that investment? And and so well, I think the, they're all still struggling for that. You're looking for affordable uh, rides as, as being a yeah, goal. For and, people who don't want right. to drive. But the it sounds like the, the linchpin to that is this uh, fifth realm uh, AV. That's that's when it all becomes affordable when it when it's so automated that that, uh, that yeah you know and so right and so that's that's the biggest challenge that that may yeah. never get to right it, it's we may never get never to it. it we may never get to it you know it's it's just like uh, you know I uh, you know uh, all this uh, virtual reality we thought that we could with computer graphics and you know and so on we could just you know re represent things and we we did it with the uh, all the various movies, cars, and so on, and whatever, and, 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 but, you know, if we still look at computer graphics versus, you know, real shot, we can pick them out like that, okay, because, you know, it's not, it's, it's 99%, it's not 99.9, and this may be a similar thing that, you know, we're, we're still working on it, we are not there yet, I still yeah. think we can get there, but it's possible. It's and just it, code. what the future looks like. You know, it's that's the that's the thing with yeah. uh, computer technology um, and and uh, so-called AI. Um, you know, it, that there could be you know just astonishing advances in, in fifty years, uh, which you know maybe there may be much sooner than that. But but when you think, wow, you know, f- where were we fifty years ago with computers? Um, where mean, will we be fifty years from now? Um, you know. It, it, but but uh, let me just throw one other thing out yeah, to you, okay. um, which is that I think there will be a military application as well um, that that will will be on the forefront of everyone's mind as these autonomous vehicles come to you know as we all come to know them and and that's you know we're going to see these totalitarian countries and and battlefields um, you know but but I'm thinking also just as a security vehicle um, there'll be this ubiquitous security vehicle and it will be an autonomous vehicle. Maybe with a maybe with a machine gun on it or something, you know. That's in my you know crazy imagination. I can imagine, um, you know, a country like China putting something like that, you know, to keep the uh, Muslims, you know, uh, in check. Um, why wouldn't they? If if that's cheaper than than deploying soldiers, you know. So so it's sad to me that, but that, that but I think we will see. Um, you know, and, and that's been driving this technology from the beginning. You know, so from the beginning. So I mean, if we if we know, go back too, yeah. If we go back to the DARPA challenges, which mm-hmm. is really what what swung this, be, before we all we all thought that we need to build the highway to have all the gizmos in it, and then and then DARPA came out and said, well, why don't you put all that intelligence in the vehicle and you know just have it go on dirt roads? I mean, what the, why do we need all that stuff? Why don't you why don't you refocus where you put the intelligence? Which you know at that point we all went well. Of course, because otherwise, you know, you can do it for one. And because it's it's computer technology, you should be able to replicate and then replicate and replicate and replicate. So, you know, and exactly what Waymo did until they sort of hit a roadblock in at at in Chandler. And I think it's a roadblock in the market 
not necessarily in the technology. And it's a great place to test and to do some good, but it's not the real place to do a lot of good. And the fundamental advantage of all this is, is that the, is that this is Moore's law stuff, you know, and we've lived through more. I mean, just, just look at our lives as to how they've been proved because of Moore's law. And it doesn't seem as if it's stopping. I mean, the things that we can do in, you know, 30 times a second now are like, you know, whoa i mean cut it i mean i still say really i mean my students are out there doing all this stuff and wow i mean i'm still amazed right well really so. a, a terrific discussion right lot lots of great points that you that you've brought up here and you know Definitely. where this I is leading talking and, about the stuff and, and, and yeah, yeah, maybe, as you can yeah, see me too right us too right yeah yeah anyway th thanks for your coverage of all of this and the website is phoenixnewtimes.com, if I've got that right. Thank yep. you again, Ray. Thank you. Appreciate and it. Ray, Ray, so nice having you with us because, I mean, you really are at the only place in the world that's actually doing this. Okay. Yeah. Everybody says, I'm gonna, or I mighta, or I'm do-do, or da da you know. I mean, you're actually, I mean, it's congratulations. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah, well, well, thanks. And, and I would just say, just add that, you know, I encourage other journalists out there who may be listening to this and interested in this subject. There's still a lot of work to do, uh, <laughs> uh, not only just in general, but here in Chandler, um, in terms yep. of what exactly is Waymo doing, um, you know, uh, there's still, there's still uh, stories to be told there for sure. Absolutely. Alan, we want to point out, <laughs> we want to point out too, that the new book power play Tesla, Elon Musk and the bed of the century is now out. Congratulations to the author, Tim Higgins. Make sure yeah, you Tim. check out our full interview with Tim, just published a few days ago. It's on episode 226. We want to thank our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Even your smart speaker can play us. You can find my tech reports at textonation.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and please continue to stay safe. And thank you again, Ray. Thank you. Great thank having you. Alan. you. Thank wonderful, you, huh? Wonderful discussion.